would like to welcome a new sponsor to Satellite Sisters. Liz, you know, we say Satellite Sisters is a pep talk for modern women. We do, Leanne. But now we have a sponsor that is a daily pep talk in your pocket. Awesome. (laughs) That is the Shine app. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters. Thanks for joining us today. It's a small but mighty crew here uh, on the air today. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California, and my sister Julie Dolan. Where are you, Jewel? Today uh, we never know. Uh, uh, well, today I'm in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, Leon. Um, and so this is sort of a special Tuesday morning super special edition of Satellite Sisters to go, wouldn't you say? Well, yes, it's super special because it's a Tuesday and uh, and because it's just us. So now we can talk about the other sisters. But <laughs> we tried mightily uh, to record a show on Sunday, and I believe Mercury was in retrograde. And so we just were not getting any love from Skype. We <laughs> I know. We have a working theory, which if you have any information about it, you could help us out. We could not get connect on Skype. At first, you thought it was just me because I was in Colorado, but then you and Liz tried it, and you were, you know, a mere 20 miles apart, and you couldn't connect. So our working theory is so many people are on Skype on Sunday talking to their family members and friends that the lines were all clogged up. Of course, Skype doesn't have lines, but, you know. (laughs) All right. I don't know what Skype is. Skype, to me, is like air travel. I I don't really know how it works, (laughs) so... (laughs) Just happy that it does. Yeah, we had huge delays and weird lags. And so even though we were talking, we were talking all over each other, which I know is not unusual for the Satellite Sisters, but it was at an unacceptable level. So um, so we're glad to be here Tuesday morning. Julie, you mentioned you are in Colorado. Of course, that's where the center of the news is since the shooting Friday morning in Aurora. What are you reading there that may be different than what I'm hearing here in Pasadena? You know, Leon, um, I was, uh, my husband and I were hiking outside a very small town in Colorado, Clark, Colorado. Um, and, you know, it's one of those towns that has a general store and a fire department and a little school. And, you know, you saw the flag at half mast at the fire department, and it was just such a painful and poignant reminder of, of really you know, how terrible this is for the victims of this massacre. And I think when talking to people who live in Colorado, they have they have such a great pride in their state. And they and there is just something even more painful for Coloradans, if that's the word, or people from Colorado, just to think that, again, another horrible massacre in their state. I was reading, you know, the up the as you know, Leanne, the Olympics starts this weekend. Mm -hmm. And one of the, you know, one of the soon to be Olympic stars, no doubt, will be a young woman, Missy Franklin. She's a swimmer, a 17 year old swimming phenom. She's qualified for eight swimming events. And but she's from Aurora, uh, Colorado. She is. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And she's right now training with the U.S. Um, swim team in France, but obviously was really, you know, she she made some comments to the press where, you know, she, like everyone else, was very shook up. And she said now she is swimming for Aurora and for Colorado, which is, again, very it's just a, you know, a painful reminder of how devastating this this act was and all the innocent lives that have been impacted by it. 
And, you know, I just think like everybody else, we are sending our best wishes to everyone who's yes. at all related or impacted by this event. So that's, that's the story here from Colorado, Leon. All right. I was surprised this morning. Um, obviously, there'll be a lot more about that coming out in the next weeks and months. So we're going to move on because I was very sad and surprised to see that Sally Ride, the first uh, U.S. female astronaut, died yesterday in her home here in California from pancreatic cancer. Julie, did you read that? I did, Leanne. You know, she's only 61 years old. She had a, apparently a 17-month battle with pancreatic cancer, but she was a very private person and apparently didn't really want a lot of attention associated to her illness. And so, yes, it was surprising that someone, you know, who is, I, I know President Obama called her a national hero. And mm-hmm. she, she truly was so inspiring to a whole generation of kids, but particularly to girls. And her work since, you know, being on the Challenger, you know, she has really worked hard to inspire more girls to go into the area of math and science. Yeah, you know, and when we spoke to her on Satellite Sisters, one of the best parts of that gig um, was that every once in a while you got to speak to someone who literally, like, just choked you up. Just the fact that you were talking to them was stunning. And Sally Ride, we talked to her about her foundation, Sally Ride Science, where she did, she would run these camps all over the country, these weekend workshops for girls who were interested and talented in math and science. And she was definitely one of those guests we had on that just made the hair on your arm stand up because she was Sally Ride. She, you couldn't help but be inspired just by how much she had accomplished and that she was the first, really, talk about breaking a glass ceiling. I mean, incredible. Yeah. And uh, you know, whatever, I'm sure there's a space metaphor for that, but yeah, I don't I, really know anything about math and science. We didn't really do much in that area. <laughs> but a couple of years ago, Julie... Well, it was actually, it's more like six or seven years ago. I was at the LA Times Festival of Books, and she was signing there. And I, I am not somebody that stands in line for anybody's autograph. <laughs> it's not. I will. I will try. I will attest to that, Leanne. I just am not an autograph collector or seeker. It just, I, you know, I just get as much uh, fun and a sense of like, ooh, look at that, just by seeing a person. I don't need their autograph. You know, I'm never going to do anything with their autograph. But Sally Ride was... You jam it in the drawer in your desk. I know. So, But Sally Ride was selling these little bears and as a fundraiser for her science foundation. So, gosh darn it, that is one autograph I want to get. So as we do the show, Julie, I am sitting here with my little Sally Ride bear. And it's, I'll take a picture and I'll post it on Facebook. Okay. The bear has a little Sally Ride suit on and a helmet. And on, on the back is the Sal- is Sally Ride signature. So she signed the bear for me. And uh, I've had it sitting on my office desk ever since. Um, I still have the hang tag on the bear's ear. I didn't want to cut it off. And oh. so uh, I'm very happy to have this bear now. And I, even when I got up to meet her in person when she was signing it, I got totally choked up. And I tried to choke out. Oh, I, you talked to us on Satellite Sisters. She didn't care. Uh, Julie, she's been in space. She just... But you know, the thing, I mean, I remember that interview and I, I'm going to speak with our archivist at Satellite Sisters. That would be Sister Liz. Which is shocking. You know, and I, if you've been listening to podcasts, you know that we have really no system yeah. to, to unfortunately, to 
to um, find, you know, super episodes like the one with that Sally Ride was on. But I'm going to speak with our archivist this morning, Liz, uh, our, our sister Liz, to see if somehow she can drum up that um, interview with Sally Ride, because it would be a great tribute to her. And it was, you know, it was, she was just a national hero. Yeah. And we were, you know, we were very lucky to be able to speak with her and her her life was ended too short, it seems to me. Yeah. I hope we don't sound like idiots. <laughs> thinking back on that interview. Was that, was that the one where you referred to the spacecraft as a rocket ship land? <laughs> was that? It might have been. Okay. Oh, now we have to get that up. Okay. All right. Thanks. Uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think you did. I think you called the spacecraft a rocket. <laughs> at, least, at least I didn't call it a UFO. Like it could, oh. it could have been worse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe we, hopefully Liz can't find it. No, I'm, you know, we got a request the other day. Somebody was saying, Leanne, oh, they wanted to hear your North Korea show, Julie. Um, and, okay. Uh, and, of course, they were like, when was that? And I had zero recall. It's like, was that six months ago, a year ago, three years ago? I don't know. But then I remembered on the Satellite Sisters site, there is actually a search feature. And um, believe it or not, you know, it's, it's kind of hidden at the bottom of the homepage. But I just put in North Korea and boom, the show came up. So just FYI, if you're ever looking for a specific one and you feel like we wrote a blog post about it, or at some point it was mentioned on our website, it's there. You can search it at Satellite Sisters. So maybe, I don't know, try that with Sally Ride. You may be shocked. It may come up. I'm just, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I'm going to try that. It's not much of a system, but it's all we got. Um, all right. Another woman making news the last couple of weeks is uh, the new CEO of Yahoo, Marissa Meyer. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, here's what happened to her. Talk about national hero. OK, for one day, Julie, she was a hero. Right. They she's been at Google. She was Google's 20th employee. She was right. their first female engineer there. She uh, developed products like mm, Google Maps, which uh, many people find very handy. <laughs> so, Gmail. Like, I think she also led the team on Gmail. So, yeah. uh, so I mean, she uh, was really a star in terms of creating um, creating product that consumers actually used and found very handy. So mm -hmm. here she is, Marissa Meyer. Now she's named uh, the CEO of Yahoo. And it was kind of a surprise. She sort of swooped in out of nowhere and uh, beat out the guy who was the interim president, CEO of Yahoo. And, you know, now she's a hero. There are tech women all over the world, but particularly in Silicon Valley, were very proud that, you know, one of their own, like a homegrown gal, had actually made it to the top of Yahoo. And people were very excited, very exciting. And then the, ne and then the next day, she reveals, 37-year-old Marissa Meyer, that she is pregnant and due with her first child in October. And then she goes to GOAT, Julie. I mean, <laughs> what is wrong with us? Like, well, we judge because we can't. Like, and then it's like, oh, my gosh, she can't take that job. She's going to have a baby. Well, you know, Leanne, I, I have to say, when I, when I heard the news about Marissa Meyer, I was like, a young female takes the CEO job. Yay! <laughs> She was going to save Yahoo. Yay! Because I actually have a Yahoo email account. Me too. I do too. It's I'm very, so, so uncool. Yes, which is, <laughs> which I had to get another email account because I read somewhere that if you have a Yahoo account, it signals your age that you're like old. Um, so 
Did you know that? It's, it's like Yahoo, AOL. You're automatically telegraphing to people who don't know you that you are over the hill. So when I read that, I got another email account. But I was, I was excited. Not that I'm not, I'm over the hill, but I still didn't want that tag. So I was excited. She's young. She's smart. Yay. She's going to be the CEO. Yay. She's pregnant. No. <laughs> Why? What, what, what's the issue? Okay, here, I, I am the oldest satellite sister. I drank that Kool-Aid that you would <laughs> all, okay? I, I you know, I, I am, as you like to remind me, 10 years older than you. I'm a different generation. We were the first ones that tried to do it all, to have the kids, to have the job. To, you know, we were breaking glass ceilings, trying to do it all. Okay, uh, my generation of women, you know what we are? We're tired. That's <laughs> We're tired. We're slightly guilty about things with our raising our children that didn't go right. We're hassled. Okay. I'm just saying that you're at Google. You're this super smart woman. You're 37 years old. Take a month off to enjoy your new child. Okay. Why are you getting into a job where there have been five CEOs at this company in the last like 18 months? Right. Right. There's not, you know, it's it's going to be a high pressure job. The last CEO was essentially drummed out of the company by shareholders who dug up some falsehood about his resume that he had written in 1980. Okay, so there's not it's there's not a lot of love at this company. Okay, there's not a lot. There are a lot of hostile shareholders. <laughs> there are a lot of hostile users at Yahoo because because they all feel old and over the hill because they're at an uncool website. Okay. So <laughs> I know she can do it. She can work. So she has a reputation of working 130 hours a week. She's at Google. She's employee number 20. You know, she's got a pile of money Yeah, and have 10, ba 10 nannies. I understand that, but I'm just saying if you had all of, if you are, she is a mistress of the universe. I mean, she is our new generation. Don't make the same mistake. We went down that road. We did that. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and For chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what. Uh, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. No antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips 
free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at oseamalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay. You know, we have raved about the Andaria algae body oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria collagen body oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SAT Sisters at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Okay. okay. Here's the thing, though, Julie. Here's the thing. Obviously, that's the debate. You know, she said she was going to take a couple weeks off and then get back to work. That's not that unusual for any woman in any circumstance in this yeah. job market. There are plenty of people... Plenty of pregnant women who are taking jobs because, oh, they, they need the work and they're just going to have to go back to work because that's, that's how it works these days, right? You can't afford to say no to a job. She can afford to say no to this job because, I don't know if you read, but she has the life that Liz Dolan would enjoy. She lives in San Francisco at the Four Seasons Hotel. <laughs> that's fantastic. But here's yeah. the deal. So as I'm mulling this, I then I see her compensation package. Yes, and if you ask yourself theoretically, what's the value of motherhood? Uh -huh. <laughs> what price do you put on mm, the first six months of your baby's life? Julie, $129 million in the first I, five years. Okay? I, that's the number. I mean, <laughs> how much is it worth? That's it. I mean, there is no that's, doubt in my mind. There is any woman in America that say, you know, you, you might not see your kids as much, but at the end of five years, you're going to have 129 mil. 
you take the job. I mean, that's the price. That's the number. It's not twenty-seven grand. It's not seventy-two grand, but one hundred and twenty-nine million dollars. I know. And I was thinking, like, if I turned to my husband and said, "Hey, I have an opportunity to make one hundred and twenty-nine million dollars. Could you cover the doctor's appointment next week?" <laughs> He'd say yes, Jill. Yes, he would. Okay. All yes. right. I under, uh, Leon, I'm not, I, you're right. I mean, it is, it is a whole lot of money, but I, it's just, I would like to see the next generation of super smart women try some different path. Okay. You know what? I think the different path they're taking is if you talk to any woman, they've done all these studies, women who reach a certain level of corporate executive, they have the stay at home husband. That's it. I, That's the path. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, Okay. So, but, but what about her? I mean, I'm just, I'm just talking about her. Like, is this, she doesn't need to take this Yahoo job. No, she, but it's exciting. Uh, it's fun. It's challenging. She's smart. I, you know, what do you want to do? She could have, there will be another company that's going to offer her a hundred million dollars <laughs> two years from now, Leanne, because she is one of the bright stars of Silicon Valley. Yes. So uh, this was the one she wanted. She happened to be pregnant. Uh, you know, you know what all that money does buy you though? It buys you absolutely no other responsibilities, but work and child. Like think about the amount of time you spent, you know, like doing laundry and going to the grocery store, the time you're quote with your child, you're actually like doing chores. She won't have to do any of that. <laughs> First of all, she and- lives at the four seasons so. you would have sold out for this see this you would have done it Liam. totally as someone dangles that in front of you you turn to your husband you go you know could you just cut back on i mean all he does is fun things it's not like he goes to work all day he's oh. one of those funders oh. <laughs> he's just using her money yeah google yeah. money so well, you know he's not that busy it'll be fine i'm proud of her good for her but i just it's just one day she was a hero and the next day she was a go because okay. We we like to judge. We love to judge other people. Mine is not judgment. Mine is like advice. It is counsel that you would get from your like you know old sister, elders, (laughs) elders. Okay, from your older sister. Like, don't date that guy. He's a loser. I can see it now. So there you. That's that's my point. Okay, I'm rooting for you. Know who? uh, Okay, let's talk about. We actually had a request. Uh, We do take. Uh, requests here at Satellite Sisters. So someone posted on my Facebook page yesterday, hey, what do you guys think of the Penn State sanctions? We have been talking about this a lot because Julie went to Penn State and uh, it's certainly been in the news and uh, I know I've gone on and on about it on the Chaos Chronicles. So the NCAA yesterday sort of brought the hammer down on Penn State very quickly, very swiftly. They did not um, complete their own independent investigation. They just used the Freya um, investigation Investigation that was released last week that really um, saw a pattern of hubris um, from starting from the president of the university all the way down to basically the janitors that worked in the university, uh, including uh, Joe Paterno, about uh, placing football above sort of the law and the right thing to do. It was systemic, they decided, and um, they gave a whole bunch of recommendations, uh, and now the NCAA has leveled a $60 million fine. They are going to be banned for bowl games for four years. Uh, they lose, I think, half their scholarships, or they have 15 scholarships a year now instead of 25 scholarships a year, which is a lot of scholarships. Um, right. So it's very severe penalties uh, very quickly. And on top of that, Penn State took down the Joe Paterno statue in the morning. 
uh, this weekend under the cloak of darkness. They took that down and they moved it in. So you do get the sense that both the NCAA and the university want to wrap this up very quickly and move on with the future of Penn State football. And I, Julie, I thought the sanctions seemed fair. Mm-hmm. And it's the nature of these NCAA sanctions that the people who actually commit the violations are not the ones that are actually punished. This is not new. Yeah. You know, we uh, here in Southern California, SC, has been sanctioned for the last two years. No bowl games, limited scholarships, probation uh, for stuff that Reggie Bush and Pete Carroll did. Long gone, Reggie Bush and Pete Carroll. But the players now are paying for it. So uh, I think um, both the university and the NCAA have done the right thing. I absolutely. And, you know, and of course, that you always have to put the victims first. And what happened over such a long period of time is so shameful. And it's so different than any other NCAA violation. I mean, this this is in a completely different class in terms of it wasn't a bribe or it wasn't, you know, even you know, uh, gambling or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, Reggie Bush, they lost their bowl games for two years because his family got, like, a good deal on a rental house in San Diego. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and that's, you know, that's we're right. We're talking about innocent boys that were raped, okay? Yes. So that that is totally different. So, yes. And but I think, and it's very sad for Penn State. Uh, my husband and I are both graduates. We were talking about it last night, and we were just saying, you know, we feel very badly for the victims, and we feel very badly for the university because this will have, and it should have, long-lasting repercussions. Because this is, you know, first of all, it's only the beginning. I mean, the sixty million dollar fine. Additionally, um, the Big Ten has uh, quietly fined Penn State another $16 million. And now because of the Louis Free um, report and the conviction of Sandusky, that all of the victims most likely will sue the university as well. Right. So this is going to go well beyond the football program, athletic programs. It clearly will have an impact on the academic programs and student life at the university. And that And well, it should. And in fact, you know, the thing that I was thinking about this morning is the university has accepted the free report. They are, you know, they're going to, they have to accept these, uh, the NCAA uh, fines and the Big Ten fine. But the university has yet to, um, other than to take down the statue, hasn't really imposed their own kinds of internal sanctions. I mean, I, as you know, we've talked about this. I would like to see the football program you know, um, suspended for a year. I, I think that the, you know, that it really speaks to how the level of the, of the, you know, of the offenses here. I mean, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, again, it wasn't in the same class as anything else. These were innocent victims over a long period of time and the university leadership failed them. They failed these children, you know, and, and that, we, as, as Penn State you know, alums, have to really come to grips with this. It's going to have a, you know, unfortunately, it will impact recruiting both of athletes and of students. It certainly will impact development in terms of giving to the university. I mean, and, you know, Penn State, if you've never been to State College, it is, it just always seemed like a place that was, it's four hours from Pittsburgh, four hours from Philadelphia, in, it's set in a rural area. And it always, when you went there, it was sort of like taking a step back in time. It was this nice, they call it the Happy Valley. 
you know, it was this wonderful college town that seemed to never really age or change. I mean, I can remember being there as a student and then going back as an alum many years later with my sons um, to watch a blue and white game uh, in, for spring practice. And it seemed like the same place. It wasn't like one of those towns where you go to and at 10 years later, it's like, oh, I don't recognize it. You know, saying, you know, a very strong traditions. Many of those traditions um, are centered around the football. And now the university really has to, has to, you know, find a new way. You know, I mean, this, right. you know, the implications of the evil that was done it's going to, it's, you know, it's, as I said, the first time I heard this, this is a whole generation. It is a lifetime for the university. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, they did, they, the NCAA did not impose the death penalty and it sounds like Penn State's not going to do it themselves, but, um, you know, they are putting in all kinds of institutional safeguards now and things like that. They have, uh, embraced what the free, uh, Free report suggested that they do, but I'm actually surprised to see, you know, now the Paterno family calling for its uh, hires its own investigator, shocked that the uh, that the university isn't going to fight these because you don't have to accept the NCAA sanctions. You can sue, you can go back and forth, uh, which a lot of universities usually do that drags these things out for years. And Penn State just said, "Fine, good, that's we'll do that," and that's they just clearly want to move on. Uh, the university now, I think that's smart. But the Paterno family, not really doing themselves any favor, I think, by <laughs> suggesting, you know, calling for an, an, an internal investigation. I think they did it. I, I think this trial, uh, if that wasn't bad enough, and then the uh, the other investigation, I think it's fine. Uh, not really doing themselves any favors. I heard that question at the press conference yesterday for the NCAA where someone was saying, well, how come you're not doing your own investigation and uh, the president of the NCAA just said, you know, they had the FBI, Louis Free. Right. They had, you know, three million emails that they reviewed. I mean, that this was a very thorough professional, you know, you couldn't get a more professional investigation of what went on. So um, I- I'm glad that the NCAA didn't do their, you know, didn't waste the time and the money to do that. And, you know, uh as for the Paterno family, you know, I think, you know, sadly with this crime, there's a lot of there's a lot of denial by other people right. of what really happened. And, um, it is very difficult and sad and painful to reconcile the good that Joe Paterno did with the evil that was um, perpetuated under his leadership. So that's that's the hard part of it. OK. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, <laughs> because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leanne, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like can. to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leanne, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. 
Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> and that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting <laughs> rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when I, my hair is really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leon's. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E. Pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Another sports story, uh, not really related, but uh, slightly. Okay, this weekend, Joel, in just a, a moment of sort of shocking Facebook, Facebook truth, uh, I guess I revealed a deep part of my soul. Sunday, Sunday morning, I was sitting at home at like 6.30 in the morning watching live coverage of what used to be called the British Open, but now is apparently just called the Open Championships. I don't know when, when they changed the name of the British Open to the Open Championships, but regardless, reading the paper, drinking coffee, watching 
the British Open, uh, rooting for anybody but Tiger, which is now my new method for golf. And I posted on Facebook, like, I hope Tiger implodes. I think it was slightly nicer than that, but hoping Tiger implodes. There you go. Uh, it wasn't active. It was a, you know, a, <laughs> what is that called? <laughs> anyway, never mind. Uh, and... I got a lot of responses. I I got a lot of responses, positive and negative. I got a lot of thumbs up, like other people out there are like me. They just don't want Tiger to win anymore. And then other people said, Leon, don't you think he's paid enough? He's paid his price to society, which I think, no, he didn't pay society anything. I mean, he doesn't owe society anything. He didn't commit a crime. I'm sorry, you know, he lost half his money in the divorce, deserved, and uh, but he still has a profession. He still has sponsors. He still has the ability to make money. So really, what, what debt did he pay? And again, he doesn't owe me anything. And then other people just said, Leon, that's just plain mean to root, <laughs> root against somebody. <laughs> you know, Jewel, here's the thing with Tiger. Like, I used to root for him to win every golf tournament like i i didn't really give a hoot about golf before tiger and i would watch i i was stated publicly i hope he wins every tournament i don't care about any other golfer on the tour and then what we learned about him was so you know disturbing and disgusting i don't owe him anything do i no, Leanne, I think your grudge is well-founded and well-grounded and that you could, should continue it for as long as you feel necessary. I, you know, it's funny, Leanne, I didn't see your post, but I um, caught just a second of that golf tournament, whatever it's called. Whatever it's called. And I, and I just uh, saw the leaderboard and I, I, I mentally said, oh, good, Tiger didn't win. Yeah. That's <laughs> Right? So I, Apparently, I am on your bag bandwagon about this, and I think a lot of people that he crossed some line uh, just in terms of his personal behavior. I think the fact that he just cheated so badly on his wife and you know the mother of his children, I, as mothers and as wives, come on, that's. I mean, I think that for me that was that was it. So so I I'm with you, Leon. I um, I don't want to see him win, and I will. I can't imagine the day that I would be rooting for him again. So Here's the thing. I really kind of looked at my, I was like, is it mean? Do I, is this illogical? Because as you know, I enjoy, I watch a lot of sports, but there aren't too many athletes and teams that I'm a fanatic about. I do not, I enjoy watching sports, but I can watch a sporting event and be most sporting events and be completely neutral. I enjoy watching great athletes do great athletic things. But that doesn't mean I'm on their bandwagon. That doesn't mean I root for them. Uh, I can definitely, having worked in the sports business and met a lot of athletes, I can compartmentalize. There are people that are great athletes but not great people. And there are great people who are not great athletes. And that's okay. you know. But with Tiger, I kind of bought into the whole thing. And I think what disturbs me the most, I mean, obviously the behavior towards his wife and children, despicable, right? Right. I think it's the part that it was just so calculated from the very minute that he became a professional golfer. Like, he created that whole mystique, that whole brand. He employed, I mean, a lot of people, their jobs are based on Tiger Woods because they work at the Tiger Woods brand there at Nike. That's a big brand. It employs hundreds of people, and they have seen their jobs go away because of his behavior. He's like this Potemkin village of athletes where he just created this whole facade, and behind it, 
there were almost as many people like helping him perpetuate that weird behavior. And that disturbed me deeply. So if it was just like a one-off thing, like I used to enjoy Kobe Bryant, you know, I really was on, I'm not a Lakers fan, but when Kobe came along, I got on his bandwagon and then the thing in Colorado happened. So I'm off the bandwagon, but I don't, I don't, you know, that was, I think like a youthful indiscretion. Uh, That was an unfortunate sort of case that popped up. And there's a lot of things about that that just said young athlete making bad decisions, kid who had a weird upbringing, you know, has been never really like went to college and got stuff out of his system. So he's doing it now. And unfortunately, he married at like 20. Stupid. I don't hold that against him. That doesn't mean I have to root for him. But Tiger, to me, that was a different situation. Did you ever see the day that or any situation where, you know, you could give him a second chance? No, no. Plus, you know what? He has 14 majors. Enough. You know, it's not. <laughs> okay, Liam. <laughs> you know, I mean, again, I look again. I, I look at Bodie Miller, for instance. I have enjoyed Bodie Miller. I love his attitude. It's, he's in your face. But when he went to that one Olympics and, like, just drank his th- way through the Olympics and was supposed to win seven medals and didn't win any, okay, that, I was personally disappointed in him. But then he regrouped for the next Olympics, and I could support him again. But again, that was just Bodhi being Bodhi. It was not this carefully constructed facade, uh, you know, as Tiger did. I mean, Tiger wanted all that. Some athletes really, a la Charles Barkley, do not want to be a role model. Um, But Tiger did. And so he set himself up. So uh, I can't feel bad about it. I just Uh, can't feel bad. I I don't feel badly. I, I I think it's well justified and I'm on your team. So I support it. Okay. And I'm, here's here's one athlete I am rooting for, Jill. Who's that? Sixteen year old Erica Wu, Pasadena, California, sophomore in high school. She is on the U.S. table tennis team, <laughs> and she she goes to the school down the street, and she's going to the London Olympics. She's on the table tennis team. She's sixteen years old. How great is that? That is great. That is. That is fantastic, and she de- deserves all of your attention. So, and the nice thing, because NBC is going to be streaming, I don't know, what is it, 3,000 hours? It is. It's, five, it's like 5,000 or something crazy. So I'm sure table tennis will be on there, Leanne, so you can um, you can be cheering in real time for her. So that will be great. Yeah, that's kind of, I think that's very cool. And she's such a good table tennis player, Julie, that she has to go to China to train. She's just not enough competition here in Southern California or in the United States. And you know who is a huge supporter of the U.S. table tennis team? I don't, Leanne. Who? Warren Buffett. Really? I Warren know. Buffett is a big table tennis fan. And okay. so he bankrolls a lot of um, Erica Wu's training in China. Well, Leanne, there you go. <laughs> there you go. See, that's an athlete we can get behind. There's just good feel-good story today. So there you go. You're mentioning Erica because you don't want a podcast or podcast listeners to think that you're all hard and hard, uh, hard. No, that you do, that you are a genuine sports fan and that you have many uh, positive athletes that you follow. And yes. support. Yeah, so absolutely, Julie. That's it. And I can't recall ever rooting, even the Red Sox, I don't root against, Julie. Even the Red Sox, if they're in the World Series, I root for them because I like to see the American League win. So it's, it's just hard. Tiger. <laughs> Right, well, here is something else that you can root for. Leanne, you know, we, you and I, received, as well as uh, the other satellite sisters, received an email earlier this week from our, and we're not really sure, she is our second cousin. 
this is our cousin's daughter. Does that make it our second cousin? I don't know. First okay. cousin once removed? Okay. I think it's a second cousin. But um, anyway, uh, Hannah Kirshner, second, uh, well, I'm calling her our second co- okay. cousin. She was putting out the word. She wanted to, to let us know that she is starting a quarterly food magazine. It's called Sweets and Bitters. And I think it focuses on mainly cakes and wonderful things like that and drinks. Yes. Would you, would you say that? Yes. Yes. So she wrote this very sweet email to us like, you know, gee, if you had a chance, you know, could you check out my website and could you pass on the word um, about my website? And she also provided us the link to kickstarter.com because kickstarter.com is a website where new ventures like Sweets and Bitters and other companies raise money on the internet. Right, Liam? You know what, Julie? I'm a Yahoo email address person, so I had never heard of Kickstarter.com. I'm just going to say it. I went there. I was like, hmm, what is this? And it is. It's a it's a funding. It's like a group. What do they call that? Group funding site. Yes. So this Crowd is funding, crowdsourcing your funds for your thing. There you yes. go. <laughs> this is the great news. This is what I want to tell you is that by getting in, by going to Kickstarter.com and and you can fund you can fund sweets and bitters at the dollar level. I mean, they have, what I liked about the funding level of, of of sweets and bitters, it's very approachable. My husband is trying to raise a little money, but his his the amounts he's trying to raise are just they're just not approachable. Sweets and bitters, you can be in you can be in on it for one dollar, okay? Or if you want to go to nineteen dollars, I love the amounts. They were you know so nineteen dollars or perhaps twenty five or for I think $168, you got invited to the opening party for Sweets and Bitters. And who doesn't want to go to a party, even though it's in New York? Uh, get the first um, magazine that free of charge. Um, and Hannah will bake you some cookies. Right. <laughs> I thought that was, that's a good pledge premium. Yes. You don't get those at many funding meetings when you go to meetings <laughs> and bankers, funders and all that stuff. So, this, Lynn, when I when I read this, uh, read, saw the site and saw what she was doing, you know, the light bulb clicked because you and I, you know, we, we've been speaking of bitters. We've been pretty bitter about people who have made money in the realm of the Internet. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, the Google Boys and the YouTube ones and a- any of these other companies that we just. We're just bitter that they're making a lot of money and we're not. But it occurred to me, Leanne, that we are really in on the first round funding of Sweets and Bitters. And Sweets and Bitters, as far as we know, can be the next Facebook, Leanne. That's- <laughs> I think it, it could be. It's not trying to be, but it could. It's. <laughs> I, I just, you have to believe, Leanne. And so- <laughs> I think this is really quite an opportunity for us. And I'm just saying as your elder sister that you might want to invest at least at the dollar level in um, our second cousin's venture. Oh, I'm definitely going to invest. I'm investing at the level. um, She has two days to raise her funds, by the way. And we will put a post, a a link on Satellite Sisters, the, uh, the, the website, if you want to check it out. I did post also on the Satellite Sisters Facebook page, just in case there are other people that sensed a fantastic opportunity or wanted a dozen um, cookies from Hannah. Um, but I was going to invest at the level, like if you invest like 68 bucks, you get 
assigned drawing or assigned photo? Because Hannah describes herself, she went to Rhode Island School of Design, but she grew up on a farm in Washington and Washington State. And so she describes herself as a baker, bartender, Brooklyn farm girl. So that is uh, her background. And then she's also working with a food stylist and a beautiful photographer. So it's a highly designed quarterly publication. Mm-hmm. And you know how I'm trying to save the magazine business one magazine at a time. So I feel, no, I'm going in at the like $68 range where then I get a signed um, drawing. I tried to get in on the cookies, but they're sold out. On oh. Too late on the cookies. <laughs> okay. I was a little bitter about that, that I wasn't able to get in on that funding level. But I, I'm in. I'm in on the funding. And uh and it's just, uh, you know, it's a little piece of heavenly, and that's what I bought, because I, I, this is my future. I, <laughs> it's totally unrealistic, but I'm in on it, and I'm looking forward to the magazine. And I think you sent her some very encouraging words about, you know, that, of course, you should use your family for promotion, right? <laughs> yes, that's what family is for, self-promotion. She just asked us to maybe tweet around. She's really trying to get this funding in a couple of days. And again, it's a modest amount, and she already has about 150 people that have, that have you know, come on board at the ground level. Um, and uh, I said, Hannah, please, that's what family is for. Uh, <laughs> so we are happy to do it via Satellite Sisters or our own personal Facebook pages. So um, again, find that information on the Satellite Sisters group page or at the Satellite Sisters homepage. Sorry about the cookie level, but for $1,000, she'll come and cook you dinner at your house. I know. That sounded good. I that's- think she assumes you live in Brooklyn, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know, maybe you do. Maybe you do live in Brooklyn. I think we somehow want to connect her up with Marissa Meyer. That's who I think what we really want to do. So. Okay. Right. Because as we know, at the end of five years, she's going to have a $129 million. So. Yes. Yes, indeed. yes, indeed. And I'm sure she's looking, again, to hire a cook because she doesn't need to waste time going to the grocery store and cooking when, when she's got that chunk of change. I know. They do have a few chefs at the um, Four Seasons. At the Four Seasons. I know. Oh, that sounds good. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, obviously, the biggest event on the Satellite Sisters calendar is the opening ceremonies on Friday. So we'll have to try to reconvene maybe this weekend. Or who knows, Julie, maybe you and I just do another Tuesday morning show uh, next week for Satellite Sisters to discuss all things Olympic. Um, please, you can always join our Facebook group. Uh, it's um, it's the Satellite Sisters. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It's sketchy. Sketchy. Um, and also, you know, I do this other podcast called The Chaos Chronicles. Uh, you can find that at iTunes and um, also at Stitcher Radio. Uh, so please join me there if you, if you want more crankiness. <laughs> I felt, felt kind of cranky today on the show. Oh, well. That's life, isn't it? Um, all right, Jewel. How long are you going to be in Colorado? Uh, just through the through the weekend, Leanne. But I'm going to enjoy it. It's beautiful weather out here, and it's you know it's great to be here. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, we are you know we're at home just waiting for our son to get over mono, and he appears to be on the upswing. So that's good. Okay. He's been basically existing on Coke and chocolate ice cream. <laughs> it's a solid diet. I, I I know that's the road to health, Leanne. <laughs> It is. Coke adds life, Jewel. That's what I've heard. All right, everybody, have a great week. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.